having that accountability and I agree with you you know we've also got another coach as well and just having that accountability of saying okay well you said you were going to do this and have you done it is definitely something that's super helpful because it's just part of being human and having a human experience we need to have that accountability because when things are hard it is easy to go oh we're not going to do that today no one's watching right yeah yeah the word vulnerable and the vulnerability is a key important factor in that to be accountable to yourself you need to be vulnerable to go and be honest with yourself and go where am i at what could you do better to make the business better etc you've got to be vulnerable at least to yourself and probably to your coach as well to be honest about it and go well this is where i'm at because you can lie to yourself all you like if i wasn't honest about where i was at it would have made things a whole lot harder and potentially that could be like damaging to your business as well welcome to the influence by design podcast I'm Samantha Riley, Authority Positioning Strategist for Coaches and Experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and I'm joined today by my husband and business partner, Leon Flitton, rather than Tim, who is watching the World Cup. So thanks for joining me, Leon. Uh, Thank you. And uh, Tim's obviously enjoying himself watching the rugby somewhere over there. So uh, hi, Tim. (laughs) Absolutely. And we're excited because here in Australia, it's Bathurst weekend First day of Bathurst today. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, we are rev heads. The cars are coming. (laughs) It's going to be a fun weekend. I know. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) Absolutely. But today we're going to talk about a topic, and it actually works out perfectly that you're here. Or maybe I reverse engineered this. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about the CEO mindset. And I want to talk about this because I think that this is one of the biggest challenges or roadblocks or hurdles it was the biggest thing that slowed you down coming into the business was having to have a complete mindset shift of being the employee and you were in high leadership positions but essentially you were still the employee you were still answering to a board a ceo you know people that were above you as opposed to being the ceo and um and embracing, I guess, the CEO mindset, because, you know, as business owners, the buck stops with us, we now are the CEOs. And this, you know, as I mentioned, this is something that you struggled with. I'd love you to share, I guess, before we even jump in, for you, what was the most challenging thing about flipping your mindset? And when I say this, I think that you still do sort of go back to the employee mindset every now and again. You told me you were listening to a recording that we recorded last week just while we were having a walk and I was telling you off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sorry, (laughs) my bad. (laughs) Uh, Look, if I go back to when I was in corporate and I had made my way from being, uh, you know, just one of the workers to being a leader to, you know, moving up through the ranks, there was always something that intrigued me. It was that shifting of the mindset going from uh, someone that just manages the work, as in you just do the task, to the next level up where you're the one who's more you know, more or less directing the task and actually managing the people. 
and then to more of a leadership position where you had a lot more saying what was going on. But even in that, making the, you know, the responsibility of the business and uh, you're actually going, well, you're now responsible for making these things happen. That was one thing. But what I thought about and making the change into, you know, the business world is that you're now the CEO, the director, the everything person. So whereas in in corporate, there's still someone up at, right at the very top or a board that's actually giving you some kind of overarching strategy or where to go. Um, whereas when you get to, um, you know, running your own business, well, you're actually the person that has to be responsible for, for all those things. So um, mm. and I think that was probably the, um, one of the, the key things that you are the person to make the rules, mm. make the, change the direction, set, set all those things in motion. And it's up to you where, where you're going to go and where your business is going to go. So, um, and I think that was probably one of the, the, the biggest things to, to learn to change. Yeah. And what I want to highlight here is that a lot of us started in a job first. I did start in a job first. I didn't last very long. I was out of it by 20. (laughs) It it wasn't my thing. No, but there's this dream and this excitement of I'm going to be the boss and this is great. And then all of a sudden, when you get there, there's some things that you go, Oh, actually being the boss isn't all it's cracked up to be all of the time. And the very first point I want to bring here is this point of accountability. Because employees, even when you're in a leadership position, you're still answering to someone. And once you're in that CEO role, I mean, I guess at a big corporate level, a CEO is still um, accountable to the board. But all of a sudden, when we're in this business of our own, it's our vision, you know, we've, we've designed it, there's no one to be accountable for anymore. And personally, this is actually the thing that I've seen you struggle with the most is this accountability piece and this isn't you know pointing a finger it's it's something that we all struggle with but it's also something i see like so many people struggle with is not having that that accountability to do the things that they don't like to do or that they don't want to do um and i guess taking responsibility for both the success and the failures and it's that second piece there that's the real tricky piece, right? It's easy yeah, to go, yeah, oh, I'm bit, you know, well, I've done this thing and we've had some success and this is great. But all of a sudden, when something doesn't work or there's an issue with a client, man, that can actually have you retreating so quickly. And I don't mean you in that sentence. I mean, all of us as people, <laughs> as humans. <laughs> yeah, it, it's understanding that you're accountable for everything mm. um, is um, a little bit. I don't know, it's almost a little bit daunting when you think mm. about it because you go, oh, no, it's up to me. Like everything, me, like what direction it goes in, whether it goes good, whether it goes bad, I'm it's, I'm still responsible for it. So um, it, it's, yeah, it is a yeah. big change. And I know that going back to when you very first came into the business full-time in 2019, I think it was, am I right there, 2019? Yep. That the absolute number one biggest problem you had around this or the thing that you struggled with the most was understanding that mistakes happen and learning from them i think the employee mindset is oh we can't make mistakes so we get in trouble and i would watch something happen that was out of your control and you would be like absolute meltdown and i'm like no okay so this bad things happened just take a breath. What do we learn from this? What needs to be put in place? What can we do differently? Maybe it was totally out of our control and all we can do now is apologize. 
but I noticed that you would get really held up for a long time, you know, and we all do. Mistakes are not fun, but I think it's like embracing that, okay, something's happened. What's the learning? This is more a CEO mindset rather than an employee of, oh my goodness, don't make a mistake or you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a bit of the entrepreneurial mindset as well, where it's Mm. uh, things aren't always going to work out the way you think they are or the way they'll plan because most of the time there's so many variables in it as well so you know when you're in uh like more of the worker kind of role whereas you have that one task or job role you look after uh, that's great but there's so many other pieces that go together to making a business so um you know the chance of like the what do, what do you call it the the opportunity for things to not quite go to plan is quite high. <laughs> mm, very high. I would say like a hundred percent, a hundred percent would be the number there. I would have thought. So for people that are listening that maybe have come from um, a, a corporate role or that struggle with this accountability piece or this making mistakes piece, what would you say has been the biggest help for you in this area? Um, having a coach probably, <laughs> so, um, being you, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think actually recognizing the fact that like what you're struggling with. So in my case, it, if it was accountability, um, you know, recognizing that and owning it and, and do something about it. So, mm. um, that was probably the, the first step, but, um, yeah, I think that's probably the main thing. Mm. So it's having someone else's perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I think what's that saying? You, you can't read a label from inside the jar, kind of thing. That and, is definitely one of my favourites, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was super obvious to you because you're sitting on the outside looking at me, what I'm doing, and in, in my head, it was not that at all. So, mm, mm, <laughs> so mm. I think that was probably one of the the, the biggest things. Um, having my own coach was great. <laughs> so, uh, but I also had to deal with that and go, you know what, I need to change my, uh, the way I think because it worked as maybe in a corporate business it worked because there's always someone else there at a super high level developing strategies, and whatever else. Mm. But at this level, you're the one that needs to have the strategy and the answers and, and be in control. But, and then the mindset of going, okay, well, potentially something could go wrong, but it's how we deal with it. Mm, I think mm. that was probably the thing was how we deal with it. moving forward was another key part of that yeah totally and thanks for sort of diving into that because i know that it can be very vulnerable to share these things but i know that there's so many people that are listening that are going to need to hear that because they've been in that same position and let me just say that even though i've been in business for over 30 years of course i'm human and i struggle with these things as well i hate it when mistakes happen it doesn't feel good it frustrates me when things go wrong There are some days where I'm tired and I'm not accountable to myself and I'd rather go and do something else. These things do come up in my world too. I wasn't just saying that this is, you know, something that it happens to you. I want to be really clear with that, but I wanted to hear your perspective there. But for me, I think that having that accountability and I agree with you, I have, you know, we've also got another coach as well. And just having that accountability of saying, okay, well, you said you were going to do this and have you done it is is definitely something that's super helpful because it's just part of being human and having a human experience. You know, we need to have that accountability because when things are hard, it is easy to go, oh, we're not going to do that today. No one's watching, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the word uh, vulnerable and the vulnerability is a key 
important factor in that to be accountable to yourself you need to be vulnerable to go and be honest with yourself and go where am i at what am i doing you know wrong or could i do better as, as such so it's not necessarily wrong but what could you do better to make you know the business better etc you, you've got to be vulnerable at least to yourself and probably to your coach as well to be honest about it and go well, this is where i'm at because you can lie to yourself all you like you know but coming mm. from um corporate where you've been like you know 20 plus years i don't say how long but 20 plus years uh and you know you do that stuff in your sleep like it's nothing like mm. the way you work mm-hmm. in there but when you come across to something new you know it's like that the, the little fish in a, in a big pond now you know yeah yeah um, it's all and so new <laughs> it's all super new and you really i think some of your ego can get a little bit bruised sometimes when you when you go okay what's well, something new i'm not as good as at this as what i was at my previous job uh, in some regards to things like, you know, well, now I, you know, have to be the CEO of my business and make those decisions and actually be accountable for it, which is not a problem taking accountability. But I think if I wasn't honest about where I was at, um, it would have made things a whole lot harder. And um, potentially that could be like, damaging to your business as well. Mm, good point. Oh, very nice. Let's talk about, I want to bring up some of the other characteristics is the word I'm looking for of a CEO mindset. And I think this is super obvious, but we do need to mention it is that you need to embrace visionary thinking instead of thinking about like, what's just that next little thing that we're doing, or what are we doing this week? And this is something that I see in business owners between the difference of someone's business that is consistently growing and someone's business who is stagnant where they're like, I've been you trying to get to that revenue or that income goal for like the last four years and it's not happening. And this is what I feel like they're missing is this real visionary thinking or and looking at long-term growth and long-term stability and then really reverse engineering it and putting the things in place for the long haul rather than just constantly thinking about what's the immediate hurdle that we need to get through. Yeah, I feel like this is that part where you think about if you're, you know, whatever size you want to grow your business to, you should be acting like that person now. You know, oh, rather than, yes. Ah. <laughs> like be, actually step into being that yeah, yeah, yeah. million that, dollar business owner or eight uh, figure business owner now. Yeah. And I feel that gives you more of the visionary thinking part of it because you're, you're thinking bigger, like where you want to go to. So you're acting like that person already mm, rather than mm. acting like the just to start up without going anywhere. So totally. I, something that really changed the game for me many, many years ago was someone actually saying to me, all right, so if you were, you know, I wanted to, at the time, double our revenue in the next 12 months. And the question that was posed to me was, well, what would you need to do to 10 X your business income in the next year? And I went, ah, well, that's a whole different heap of things that need to happen. And that completely changed my thinking. And I've always embraced that ever since because thinking about doubling it, you don't, you kind of like, oh, well, I need to do a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that. But all of a sudden to 10 exit, oh, our offer needs to change. Our messaging needs to change. The way that we're marketing needs to change. And it completely gave me a, a whole heap of different things to decide upon and change right then to be able to move forward. And it was it was massive for our business. Such a great question though. Mm, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love brilliant. it. It's one of my favorite questions. So one of the other characteristics or the next characteristic I wanna talk about is delegation. 
because a lot of people get really caught up in this mindset of we need to save money or we're bootstrapping. We'll do that ourselves. And there's a real misunderstanding of how much that is costing you in opportunities because when you're spending time doing something that you shouldn't, it's actually costing you money in a lot of different areas of your business. And it's a very employee mindset of, oh, we'll just do this, rather than understanding that there are a lot of other people out there that can do that task a lot easier, a lot faster. It's in their zone of genius, which means that you can continue to be in your zone of genius this is something else that you really struggled with coming from an employee. And that's because that's the way you'd been trained to be. He says, absolutely nothing wrong with that, but yeah. you've been trained to yeah, do yeah. these things. Yeah, and you are like it, follow the rules and go and do that task. That mm. that that was it. Um but I was just gonna say as well, like when you talk about delegation, uh, there's you know, people that can do things well or even even the same as you, but if what I learned from corporate though was if you were doing something that someone else was supposed to be doing or should be doing or could be doing, chances are you're missing out on doing something that you should have been doing. Mm. So if you should have been the one doing the networking for your business, but instead you were, you know, building a website, for example, yeah. um, that's not the best use of your time as, as the key person in the business. So, you know, a little bit of delegation, a few minutes delegating would have saved you like hours somewhere else to do, you know, a better job. So mm. when I was a kid, I used to think that CEOs were men that went and played golf. And I used to think that, you know, oh, that's what people do. They get to be at the top <laughs> so that they don't have to work. They get to go and play golf. Now we can all have a laugh about that. But now I understand the role is completely different that when they're playing golf, they're out networking, they're creating relationships, they're taking time out to take their time off the, you know, the day-to-day -day business so they can clear their mind, so that they can be the visionary, so that they can um, be inspired by motivating conversations with other people that appears. Like there's so many pieces that I guess that an employee wouldn't really understand about why they go and play golf. And and that's yeah. that playing golf is a metaphor, right? It, you know, we could apply that to going to um, mastermind events or going and doing breathwork sessions or whatever it is that's taking you out of that grinding and the day-to-day -day and actually spending time creating relationships, um, you know, giving your creativity a bit boost, emptying your mind, being, you know, stilling your mind, all of these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, that, that's so much bigger than, than anyone realizes, you know, in that CEO scope mm -hmm. mindset, you know, as a, as a business owner. And that corporates always put a value on things in cost per hour and time-wise mm -hmm. that way. And you might be paying like, you know, employees X amount per hour to do whatever task it is. And it, it happens at all the levels, you know. Um, uh, but if you look at like the CEOs and uh, the savings, for example, they're playing golf because they're networking. If they do a deal for like so many millions or billions of dollars, what was that worth to them? Mm. And you can't really quantify that time. 
hundred percent. But that actual mindset that, you know, working on the business, not in the business, so to speak, it's almost like that mm. um, is, is really crucial for the business success or the growth that they want to get. So I think that's, that's a really big thing. So you got to separate that from the cost per hour to actually, you know, what is that taking a few hours out to actually work on your business and do some networking? Where does that get you? Like, what's the, you know, where could it lead to? Like, and even when I'd be like, like in you know next couple of days, but like you think the network that you build, where's it leading in the future? Mm, mm-hmm. I know that in our business, for me, the time that I spend in networking and building relationships pays off. I don't even know the number, but it's huge, right? It's like way more yep. than tenfold. And I can still get caught in, oh, I've got to do this thing. And even you'll say, well, actually, how about we organize someone else to do that and you go and, and, you know, get on more calls because that's where we get the greatest return in our business. So it's, it's understanding 100%. where our zone of genius is and understanding that it's traditionally not uh, valued, I guess, spending time away and, and, you know, doing those kinds of things. But as the CEO, that's one of the biggest investments we can make in our business is embracing relationships. Yep. hundred percent. Um, I think let's talk about continuous learning, because I think that this is definitely something that CEOs really value continuous learning and coaching any CEO that's at the top level is like you know they're at an elite level of employment the same as an elite athlete the same as anyone that's an elite anything they understand continuous learning and and having a coach and mentor mentors and this is again what I see in in business owners and entrepreneurs and coaches who are playing at a big level they've all got coaches I was just thinking that uh, as time moves uh, on and uh, I don't know the stats on this, but even look at the AI and the way it's coming to business and, you know, technology, the way it's moved as well. If you weren't continuously learning about how these, say those things, for example, can affect what you do moving forwards, like you're actually going to fall behind. So I think there's also that point where like, you know, the industry trends and stuff like that, um, you know, even I, I just, just performance wise, um, uh, I think it was Jesse Owens, the sprinter back in the, geez, what was that? Maybe the seventies. I can't remember now. Mm. Um, yeah, the way he trained was probably not the way that like that they're going to train now for the next Olympics, you know, like mm. it evolves, mm-hmm. like the training evolves, the learning evolves, what we know evolves. And if you don't keep learning and evolving, I think you're going to fall behind. So it's almost like if you're not learning, you're kind of stagnant and going backwards. Yeah, well, you're not even stagnant. You're going backwards because things are moving so fast right now. Like it's just getting faster and faster and faster and faster. I was just listening to a podcast episode coming back from the gym just before. And there was someone on there talking about um, how they did a university degree in or not a degree, a university course in artificial intelligence at the end of last year. And it's already outdated. But she said that she learned you know, some, she learned some things that are still applying in regards to risk and, and all, all sorts of other things. The actual crux of the information is already outdated. Like that's insane. So if we're not continuously learning, we're not just stagnant. We're actually going backwards really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> scary and exciting. I think we've got to embrace that, right? 
Yeah, well, and, and and that's right. I mean, I think that's that, you know, the continuous always learning is crucial kind of to anything really, but I think particularly in the, as a, you know, if you talk about the CEO mindset, um, it really does matter that you are learning, that you are continually asking questions and moving forward. Totally. And that also, that same mindset uh, gives you the opportunities to look for growth in the future or um, understanding where not to invest time or money. Um, it gives us an understanding of where to expand into new markets or new products or new areas, industries, niches, um, you know, optimizing processes, all of these kinds of things. So it's this, we not just need to be continuously learning, but to apply that so that we're able to focus on growth into the future and what's, what's changing. 100%. Love that. Totally. The very, very last piece I want to talk about here is really embracing risk and embracing failure. Because when you're coming from the reg the traditional schooling system, the traditional corporate environment, this is something that we're taught not to do. You know, when I think back to school, we weren't encouraged to try different things we were told this is the way you do it other so that it's right and if you don't do it this way it's wrong which is essentially really not uh, helping you to embrace risk because it's making you fearful of it you you, you know I, I grew up being fearful of being wrong I was a you know I'll put this in air quotes you know I was the good girl at school I always wanted to be the teacher's pet and get everything <laughs> right man oh man did I have to change that mindset super fast when I went into business this for me was actually the hardest yeah. was understanding that I have to embrace risk and things are going to go wrong yeah from a corporate mindset I come across this a lot um back in my corporate days so you would see ads for people, and I'll probably go probably upset someone now, but you see ads for corporates where they want to have someone with an entrepreneurial mindset. Oh, my goodness. Now, I, <clears throat> you I and just, I have talked about this at length, haven't we? Yeah. Well, I can just imagine them employing that person. The, employee, the person comes in and they and they start trying to make some changes and, and for the better. So they're, mm -hmm. they're almost taking a, you know, kind of a smaller risk to try and get a massive gain, which is what entrepreneurs do, um, you know, and them getting a reprimand for it mm. if it doesn't work out. And then they wonder why that that people aren't kind of thinking for themselves and trying to do better things in, in the business. You know, we used to have discussions, you know, with the, the leadership teams around, well, if someone tries something legitimately trying to actually go better or faster or be more efficient, you can't you can't wrap them over the knuckles for it. Mm. Um, you would have to have a bit of a, um, what do you call it, like a debrief and go, well, mm. you know, and what can we try next kind mm. of thing. Mm. Um, but instead, it just gets squashed. So I don't know why they bother trying to have entrepreneurial kind of mindset employed. <laughs> well, this is something that Toyota has done really, really well, right? For for anyone that that knows Kazen, this absolutely fascinates me, and it's it's something that I have definitely been reading a lot about just recently. Is bringing that entrepreneurial spirit in, helping um, employees say, "Hey, this is what we think should be happening." But having a coach to coach that employee, all right, well, how can we how can we bring this to life? What considerations do you need to make? And also coaching them that if you're the one that has the decision, you're the one that rolls it out. So it really helps people to problem solve 
and to take accountability for what they're doing. I love the whole system. It's absolutely fascinating and I'll be reading a lot more into this and, you know, if you haven't heard about it, definitely look into it. But I think that Toyota, or not think, I know that Toyota has done this brilliantly and it would be wonderful to see other corporates take it on. But, you know, we're talking to, to entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches in this episode, and this is something that we can always also bring into our business is how can we um, embrace risk and failure but also help our employees or our team, I prefer the word team, to also take on this uh, this same mindset. Yeah, so... I think that, and probably that last bit you mentioned as well, is that it's a team, not just employees. They're a team, and um, being able to actually have them inclusive in your business is also, um, you know, going to make a big difference. And they might, you know, the whole risk and you know, reverse failure thing is there. Um, but if we don't, if you don't like push to the limits, you you know, and go past it at some stage, you kind of won't make any benefit out of it. So. Um, mm. I think that's that's the key is getting the team on board as well. Totally. So I think like to wrap this up, really as even as solopreneurs, even if you don't have a team, still need to embrace these different areas of the CEO mindset and understand that we are the CEO that's driving the vision of our business. We need to see the bigger picture, not move from a reactive approach but move in a proactive way and lead with intention lead with strategy instead of getting lost in the daily grind because there's no way that we can grow our business when we're stuck stuck in the weeds um, and that it's absolutely essential for us to embrace this ceo mindset so that we can grow and scale and even if you don't want to have you know, an eight-figure business because that sounds like a headache and that and that definitely can be because <laughs> it, it brings up a whole different range of challenges. We do, as we just mentioned, even if you want, you know, whatever you want your income to be, if you want it to be low six figures, completely fine, but it still needs to be growing because otherwise you're actually dying a slow death. To keep up with inflation, it still does need to be growing. Um, what would you like to add, Leon, to finish this episode and sort of wrap it up in a beautiful bow um i think that you need to have the ceo time you know mm. whatever it is that means for you and your business per maybe per week maybe it's a few hours you know on one day per week where you actually do some reflection on you know what's happening in the business and actually say remove yourself from the business and take a look from like a like a higher level you know like the helicopter review looking down um mm. and you actually take the CEO time to actually think about where you're at and, and what you're doing. And that may include your planning and stuff, things like that as well. But I think you need to step back from your business and actually, you know, have a look at it from the outside of the jar. Mm, love it so much. Now, next episode, next Thursday, you and I are going to deep dive into specifically one area of what we've talked about today. We're going to talk about delegation. We're going to talk about it in how to different ways that you can delegate even if you don't want to build a team because there's many many people that are like oh, i don't want the headache of a team <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you don't delegate so we're going to dive deeper into that and uh discuss this at in greater detail i'm really looking forward to that leon are you yeah that's gonna be great 
Yeah, one of our favorite topics. Thanks so much for joining me today uh, to have this conversation. And thank you for listening in. I hope that you've taken some uh, some little nuggets or gold nuggets away or some value bombs <laughs> away from this episode. Uh, if you have, please share it with someone in your world so that they can get the value from this episode. And we will see you all in the next episode of Influence by Design. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.